Hi everyone, thank you for tuning in today to my ministry, song, scripture, and my thoughts. Today is July 25th, 2023. This is the second recording of the day. I wanted to continue reading in the Psalms, and so we will be reading Psalm 40 today, because Psalm 39 should be fresh in your mind. And so this is what David says in a psalm after he's been in a very gloomy state of mind. So I, I hope that you, if you haven't listened to Psalm 39, that you do and then listen to Psalm 40 as well. That would be great. I do have a second song recommendation of the day, which is titled, I Worship You, Almighty God by Sandra Corbett Wood. It's a very old song, but I, I have this CD that my sister gifted to me, gosh, 20 years ago? I, I don't remember how old the CD, the CD is, but these songs on the CD are just, oh, I just love them. They're, they're the old hymns that I just love to listen to. So I hope that you enjoy the song. If you would like to grab your Bibles, we will go ahead and get started. Psalm 40 for the choir director, a Psalm of David. I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined to me and heard my cry. He brought me up out of the pit of destruction, out of the miry clay. And he set my feet upon a rock, making my footsteps firm. He put a new song in my mouth, a song of praise to our God. Many will see and fear and will trust in the Lord. How blessed is the man who has made the Lord his trust and has not turned to the proud nor to those who lapse into falsehood. Many, O Lord my God, are the wonders which you have done. And your thoughts toward us, there is none to compare with you. If I would declare and speak of them, they would be too numerous to count. Sacrifice and meal offering you have not desired. My ears you have opened. Burnt offering and sin offering you have not required. Then I said, Behold, I come. In the scroll of the book it is written of me. I delight to do your will, O oh my God. Your law is within my heart. I have proclaimed glad tidings of righteousness in the great congregation. Behold, I will not restrain my lips, O oh Lord, you know. I have not hidden your righteousness within my heart. I have spoken of your faithfulness and your salvation. I have not concealed your loving kindness and your truth from the great congregation. 
you, O Lord, will not withhold your compassion from me. Your loving kindness and your truth will continually preserve me. For evils beyond number have surrounded me. My inequities have overtaken me so that I am not able to see. They are more numerous than the hairs of my head, and my heart has failed me. Be pleased, O Lord, to deliver me. Make haste, O Lord, to help me. Let those be ashamed and humiliated together who seek my life to destroy it. Let those be turned back and dishonored who delight in my hurt. Let those be appalled because of their shame who say to me, Aha! Aha! Let all who seek you rejoice and be glad in you. Let those who love your salvation say continually, The Lord be magnified. Since I am afflicted and needy, let the Lord be mindful of me. Let the Lord be mindful of me. You are my help and my deliverer. Do not delay. Oh my God. Pause. I did repeat part of verse 17 there where it, the psalm does not say, let the Lord be mindful of me. But I read that twice. I didn't do it on purpose. But man, <laughs> I sure agree with David there. So you see, David, he had all these troubles. He still has all these troubles. In Psalms 38 and 39, he is affected tremendously. His spirit, his mind, his soul, his body. He has ailments beyond measure. But in thir Psalm 38 and 39, he says his hope is in the Lord. And so in Psalm 40, when he continues here, now note in, at the very end of the psalm is where he says, since I am afflicted, he doesn't say since I was afflicted. He's still afflicted and needy. He's still afflicted and needy. He asked the Lord to be mindful of him, for the Lord to help and deliver him, and for the Lord to not delay. I just find that so beautiful because David is still going through it. But yet, he glorifies the Lord in all of the psalm. And, it, and then in the end, he still lets us know that he's still afflicted and he's still needy. But he's praising and exalting the Lord. He is. He starts it out, I waited patiently for the Lord. He knows the Lord is going to help him because he has... He has read the Bible, what has been written by Moses. He notes that his name is in the Bible. He, know, he, he has seen his name there. As he says in verse uh, 7, Then behold, then I said, Behold, I come. In the scroll of the book it is written of me. David's life, all of his transgressions, his repentance, his inequities, all of it is 
It's out there. Everybody knows the life of David. Everybody knows it. And so I love it that he puts his heart and soul into these psalms to, uh, to express how he's feeling. But in, in most of this psalm, he's waiting patiently for the, for the Lord. He's, asked the Lord to, he's asking the Lord to incline his ear to him and to hear him, to, to see him in his despair. And he, he notes that God is bringing him up out of the pit of destruction. He realizes that in his life he has messed up, and he messed up greatly. You and I, we have our own mess-ups. We have our own inequities. We have our own stuff that we've done and repented from. David is acknowledging that. He doesn't say he is not. But like I said in, in my thoughts after I read Psalm 39, God, we must go through things. We must be disciplined because he is getting us ready for when we, for when we depart this earth so we can be with him. And before that, we have to stand with God. We have to stand with God in verse 2. He is he says he sets David's feet up on the rock where his footsteps are firm. We want to be firmly planted and deeply rooted where nothing will ever shake us no matter what we are going through. David was being hunted by a bunch of evil doers. And he, te he teaches us how he handled that. He zipped his lips no matter what. He did not fall into the evil trap of paying evil for evil. He didn't fall into that trap. And he says that God put a new song in his mouth. A song of praise to our God. Now, he, God is putting a new song in David's mouth as he's still going through it. That is why we need to seek God every day. I, I, I mentioned that last night I, was, I had a heart-to-heart -heart with God. Just a heart of repentance, of not spending enough time with Him. Guys, why don't we spend enough time with Him? Don't you, I don't know about you, but I, at the end of the day... Can we honestly say that we've spent enough time with him? I do a lot of praying throughout the day, but I yesterday I wasn't in God's word all day on on a geez, I think I read four chapters of scripture yesterday. I'm in first Corinthians, but I didn't feel that was enough. I've got to do better. I've got to keep feeding from the Word of God. Now my footsteps are firm. That's why I don't want God to look away. I mentioned in, in Psalm 39 I wasn't sure what David meant by he wanted God to turn his gaze away from him so that he could smile again. He was tired of God's rebuke. He wanted God to save him already. Sometimes we can all feel that way. It's like 
can uh, I be left alone and perhaps pick on some somebody else? Sometimes I can feel like that, but I don't ever tell him that. <laughs> I I don't know everything that that David was feeling. I can only tell you how how I respond in my trials and tribulations. I can get really worn down, but at the same time, I can always look back on every battle, every circumstance, every tribulation, every testing, and say God was with me. And God always put a new song on my heart to get me through everything. So my feet could and, and are planted firmly. He says in verse 4, How blessed is the man who made the Lord his, his trust. I shared a testimony a while back where I have heard God clearly in, in a few times. And one of those times, I had it looping in my mind, trust in me, trust in me, trust in me, trust in me, trust in me. And finally said, God, why, why won't that, that stop? And he says, because you have to trust in me. Those were his words. So blessed, this was a few years ago. I've never forgotten it. We have to put our trust in God no matter what we're going through. We have to trust him through, through it all. And I have to bring up that David says, and has not only trust to trust in the Lord, how blessed is the man who has made the Lord his trust, but he also says, and has not turned to the proud, nor to those who lapse into falsehood. This is why he needs us to stand firm in him, so that we don't repay evil for evil, because evil is always going to come at us. How are we going to handle it? We have to we have to listen and hear God's voice and trust God in all things and trust what God his examples that he gives us from the holy holy bible. We cannot we cannot ever agree with the with the proud, the prideful. That's such a sin. That's Satan. The ones that follow Satan are prideful and evil, of course. But people also lapse into falsehood, start agreeing with the false narrative in order to get along with people. Well, David didn't speak up to these evil people in one way or the other. He just sought the Lord through it and asked the Lord to deliver him from his trouble. We cannot turn and agree with the proud because we will we will have a lapse in judgment we will don't do it don't befriend the world and then he goes on to say there is none to compare with you he says about god's one wonders and his thoughts they're too numerous to count the wonder and the wonders of god his thoughts are higher than our thoughts I, I agree with David. They're too numerous to count. There's, it, he is so magnificent, so wondrous. We can never know everything of God. We can never know his mind. We can never know everything. They're too numerous to count. But that is the God that we serve. As, as David says, we trust in the Lord. We trust in the Lord. He is the one that, that will 
will bring us to a place, well, in David's case, he's going to put us up on, on, the, on the rock, away from harm, away from harm. You know, verses 6, 7, and 8, well, 6 and 7, God's not going to require a sacrifice of offering or burnt offerings or any of, any of that. Jesus Christ was the one that was offered. He, he is the last sacrifice. There's nothing that we can do that nobody, absolutely nobody can do to earn salvation. We have to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and in all that he did, that he is the Son of God and he was raised on the third day and that he died for our sins. All that Jesus Christ did, his law is written within our hearts. I had a conversation with, with a group and they were wondering about all the people that live in the remote areas of the world where God says that er, that he's not coming back until he reaches reaches all the people. There is scripture that says he has written his laws in our heart. 2000 years is a long time. It's a long time from generation to generation to generation to generation and the generations there's so many for you and I, generations have passed down the belief in Jesus Christ. We can either reject him or accept him. The people that bring up the, the hard questions about, well, what about those people that, that are in these remote places? Well, what about them? They have had generation from generation from generation from generation. And the same false narrative has been passed down all the way to these people. There are people that know of Jesus from generation to generation, from 2,000 years ago until today. One, they believe they believe in, in a false God, and alongside there, they've been taught not to believe in Jesus Christ. It's always side by side. So somebody has dropped the same narrative all the way to these people. These people weren't just born on their own little earth. They didn't come from the ground like Adam and Eve, or like Adam, and then the woman taken from the man to, to have created their own little section of earth. The false narratives have been passed down to everybody, but God promises to reach everybody that's needing to be reached before he returns, and everybody needs to believe in Jesus in order to get to heaven. Why do I say that? Because scripture says so. These are tough questions, but I can't make it up as I go along. If Jesus himself, God himself says that the only way to heaven is through him, Jesus, then that's, that's the way into heaven. Everybody has their own opinion on the matter. I choose to believe that in 2,000 years, people know what they've rejected. Especially in those remote places in, the Af in Africa where 
that's pretty close to where Jesus was and the apostles. It's just the wrong narrative through 2,000 years. They haven't accepted it. I know that there's the one family that I know that asked the question, well, what about those people? But this person also, from generation from 2,000 years ago to him, are from the Hindu religion and have been taught Hindu religion and to reject Jesus Christ 2,000 years down the line of, uh, of their ancestors. Anyway, you can agree or not agree. It's, I, I brought that up because the law, God's law is, is within, is written in the heart. And I, I can't remember where that is found. I want to, I want to say somewhere in the Old Testament, but some of these, the, the things that he says in the Old Testament, they do apply today because it's like a forevermore, uh, statement from God. So what else can I say about this psalm? I've underlined, I have not hidden your righteousness within my heart. I have spoken of your faithfulness and your salvation. I have not concealed your loving kindness and your truth from the great congregation. This is the mindset that we need to have. We cannot hide who God is and who he can who he is saving and how someone can be saved uh, David he's still saying oh Lord will don't for him not to hold his compassion from him his loving kindness and he says you oh Lord will not withhold your compassion from me your loving kindness and your truth will continually preserve me isn't that so beautiful God continually preserves us no matter what we're going through we can we can know that god is doing something good and he's faithful to complete a good work in us he is faithful to complete a good work in us we just have to trust in him be pleased O lord to deliver me make haste O lord to help me david who has a new song on in his heart he's praising the lord he he's realizing that that the Lord is with him he's always known it he, he's always felt it he has a he has his own right to feel in despair and and where he's had enough or he feels like he's had enough remember God never gives us more than we can handle and and David realizes that and I just love that Lord be magnified I almost shared that song on this old CD I believe there's another song on there uh, that has the words, the Lord be magnified. And can we not just agree that there are a lot of us afflicted and needy right now, and we want the Lord to be mindful of us, just as David. That's why these Psalms are so important. They, they give us, not that we need hope, but I know that when I started reading, the Bible I have more hope and trust in Jesus than I did before before I started reading his word because all of his promises are in the Holy Bible all of his promises they're so beautiful and he promises to take care of us for those that follow him I'll go ahead and end there I uh, oh, have to have a crown done today yikes
pray for me if you listen to this. <laughs> I haven't had to have any haven't had to have any dental work in a while and uh not of course looking forward to having this done. But I'll let you know how that goes next time I come on. I want to give all the glory to God. All the glory to God for all that he's done in my life, for all that he's doing in your life. Much love to all. Until next time. Bye.